people say ain't no good and I'm crazy as a loon Cause I shave my head in the morning Pick guitar in the afternoon What's up everybody? It's Jesse Wayne Taylor I'm here with my father, Mr. Papa T How's it going? Good, blessed and highly favored You say that a lot when we start I, I believe it <laughs> I believe it I'm glad to be here Always glad to be vertical you know? True. Being horizontal, I'm not ready to be horizontal all the time yet. So I, I love it when I can get vertical every day. I am sitting here maybe a little bit high this morning. How in the world? Uh, uh, muscle relaxers. Okay. Uh, we'll get into that later. But okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't think muscle relaxers really make you high, but okay. Well, they, they maybe I got brain fog. Okay. Maybe, maybe. a little foggy. Okay. But foggier than usual. You know? So, uh, but yeah, so I'll, I'll get into that later. I kind of, I kind of <clears throat> pulled my back yeah. yesterday, uh, doing something, trying to help somebody, but it was really kind of stupid Yeah, when I think about it. But. Well, I've, I've told you that a lot of times, but you guys just really can't help yourself but get out in that snow. Dude, I, I can't, I, I got enough of my daddy and me. I can't stand not getting out in the snow. Cause you think you stop and think about it. You only we, this is this is a once um, sometimes a once in a lifetime snow we got in this area. That was close to it. For I sure. don't remember having a snow this deep since I was a kid. I've never gone down Franklin Road in a snowy time and ever seen it covered from side to side in a in a like five inch sheet of snow. Yeah, like untouched. Untouched. I have a video of me driving down Franklin Road that first day after the snow, going to y'all's house. Yeah, because we were like, that's probably the safest way to go as far as like the hills and all the that kinds of things goes. And uh, it was it was it genuinely felt like I was in like a Narnia movie or something. Hey, dude, and it wasn't like these people these these guys that go out here and try to clear these roads weren't out trying. Man, they were do- they were doing their job. They were working around the clock. It's just so we we just got so much snow that that you know it was taking them it was taking them twice and sometimes three times as long to to clear a road so people could get could get through you know and they were having to do the main roads first but uh, yeah so I'll I'll get into that whole story later so how are you doing you're saving it I thought you were just gonna go into it oh, I can go right into it you might as well all right so we you know we got this big snow that nobody really expected because. The weather forecasters were saying, well, it could be a it could be just a small blanket. It could be two to four inches. Well, we ended up getting seven inches here. I think some areas in town got up near nine inches, but we got about seven inches of snow here, which like I said is the biggest snow I've seen in gosh, twenty five years maybe, you know? Yeah. Um so and for those of you who are listening who uh, who live outside of the Middle Tennessee area, um, especially you folks listening up in Michigan and some of our friends in Kentucky and Indiana and places like that, uh, yeah, we know we y'all we get it. Y'all get a lot more snow than we do, but we're just not prepared for it down here because it happens. It happens so rarely, you know. So anyway, got a lot of snow. Then the snow melts. Not all the snow melts. It ices back over, and that's when the roads get slick. So yesterday morning, my daughter Ashley took my truck, and she went out to run an errand. She came back, and she said, Dad, there's a lady in a ditch up here on Brentview Hills Drive, and she's by herself. 
do you want to come and try to help her? Well, they, that's like music to my ears. I, I'd love nothing more than to go pull people out of a ditch. The only problem is I, I, I forget that I'm not 25 anymore. I'm almost 55, right? And old people ain't got no business being out on ice. And also, when you put yourself in that situation, you are begging yourself to end up in a ditch too. I'm now, begging for my I know that there's a lot of vehicles that can take it. And just because you have a vehicle that can take it don't even necessarily mean. I, it, you're right. You're right, but you, but you, but I will say this one, this one, you didn't go looking for this, and I'll give it to you. Ashley walked to the door with it and told you, "I'll give you that. Uh, go for and, it." And 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 bless Ashley's heart, she was concerned about this lady, and so I went. So she and I drive up there, and uh, she had called Hunter, and of course Hunter's got a little bit of his daddy and my daddy and him too. He loves to pull people out of a ditch as well, so he was on his way over here. And uh, we got over there and assessed the situation. Now, when I say this lady was in a ditch, she had avoided hitting another car, so she turned her wheels 90 degrees and went front end down into the ditch. So the back of her car is sticking up on the road. The front of the car is down in the ditch. I never pulled one out like that before, okay? So I'm looking at, I'm looking at it and looking at it, and I'm thinking, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull her out or not. You know, and I, I don't want to mess her car up. That's when you say, you know? I definitely don't feel comfortable doing this. Why don't you hop in the car? We'll drive you to your house, and then you'll have to, you know, call a tow truck or something. Come That's in. what a normal human being would do. Exactly. All right. But I'm, 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 a, I'm, I'm, I'm focused, man. I want to get this woman out of this ditch. All right. And it only. The situation only got worse when Hunter shows up. Yeah, I don't understand. I love y'all so much. I understand helping the lady. Oh, dang it. Well, get in this warm truck. Come on in here. Warm up. Where do you live? Let's get you to your house, and then you can get the car figured out later. All right. Right? Hey, you're right. You're right. I, I'm not going to argue with you about it. Okay, You're right. Going. But I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, it, it, the situation only got worse when Hunter showed up. Hunter come down there. He's got man. He's wrapped up. He's that got genuinely his, does not surprise me at he, all. He first thing he does jump that underneath that car. Worse. He said, "Oh yeah, we got this." He said, "I got a great place right here to hook up the tow rope." He said, "Dad, I got her hooked up. You get in there and, and try to pull her up the hill." Well, I got in there and just tried to pull her up the hill, and all four of my wheels are just spinning because it's just ice, just ice. So we get back out and we're, you know, we're looking at it. And by this time, we've got people kind of coming out to see what's going on because we're making a little racket, you know. This fellow by the name of Titus, super nice guy, came out. He's, uh, you know, he's kind of like the rest of us. He's, you know, he's probably some sort of an engineer or something because we didn't ask him, but he, he kind of talked like an engineer, yeah. you know. And he said, I think you're going to have a better, a better chance of getting her out of the ditch if you pull her downhill. And I'm going, you know, you're probably right. I can get, you know, I can get a little bit of, I can get a little bit of speed and so maybe a little more traction. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't pull her out and it slammed right into your back end. Didn't think about it. Dude, I'm thinking about all these things. So I get in there, I'm pulling her out and I'm looking up in my rear view mirror, right? And all I can see is this woman coming t toward my truck sideways. Okay, 
and Hunter is in front of her. And now how he got in front of her, I don't know. He doesn't know. Because all this happened really quick, right? And I'm thinking, oh, dear God in heaven, please, don't let Hunter get caught between her car and my truck. At this time, I didn't care if it destroyed both vehicles. I just didn't want anybody to get hurt, right? So I said to myself, I've got to give the truck some gas to get out of her way. So when I did, it fishtailed her car into Hunter. He pushes the car off of away from her because that, that's how slick it was. He could push the car with his hand. And she ended up in this guy's front yard, okay? Everybody stopped. We get out. Everybody's fine. It's slicker than Al snot out there. You know, I could hardly stand up. So by this time, we've got several people. There's like four or five guys out there because now these people are like, dude, this is more fun than, than a county fair. You know, we want to be we want to be part of this. So I'm like, I think we can get, you know, enough of us in front of her car <laughs> to push her believe. out into the road. I'll, you know, at this time she we were we're unhooked. I've got my truck way on down the road. We're unhooked to, and you know, and we're just trying to get her out on the road so that she can my, try to find a place to get some traction. You know, she wasn't getting any traction anywhere, y'all. I'm not trying she to be wasn't mean. Getting any this traction. is honestly one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard in my life. After Hunter almost gets run over by the sliding car and pushes it away because it's so slippery that he can do that, and it's sitting in someone's front yard. And all, every one of y'all didn't look around and say, you know, we probably ought to leave this thing here and take her to a warm place. She was warm. She was still in her car. It was running. She was fine. Dude. So. Insane. All right. It gets better. Okay. I don't believe it, that. It, but. it gets better. All right. So this, this woman in this car, very, very sweet lady. And she was a little, she was a little scared. And we try to push her car out of the out of the uh, uh, out of this guy's yard. Okay, so she's sitting there revving up the motor. This car is not going anywhere. And all of a sudden, she goes, "Well, you know what? I and I, I I'm not I'm not making fun of anybody." She said, "You know, it, it might be because I'm so big. This car ain't going. This car ain't going. Y'all can't push it. I may need to get out and help y'all push the car." So we put Ashley in her car. So Ashley's sitting in the front seat of this lady's car. This lady is is a is a, a robust woman. All right. Probably got some good pushing power. And I'm thinking, okay, now we got it, right? We get in there, Ashley's starting to rev up the motor. This thing, this car is not going anywhere. She's revving up the motor. It's going. And I said, let off the gas. I finally it dawned on me. Ashley. Is the car in reverse? The woman allowed me to pull her out of the ditch, halfway down the hill, sideways. Then we tried to push her out of the out of the yard, and her car was never out of park. So once Ashley put it in reverse, we pushed, and of course, I went down because my feet flew out from underneath me, and that's where I messed my back up. So we finally got her out on the road and got her parked. And she said, I've got somebody coming to get me. I said, I think that's a great idea. I said, because you're not going anywhere. It gets better. 
She had a donut. One of the tires on her car was a donut, a spare donut. You know what I'm talking about, right? Dad, I know what you're talking you about. You know? Yes. And, and, and so this thing couldn't have, it couldn't have been, it couldn't have been more chaotic than, than, than what it, what it actually, what, it, what, what, than this situation right here. It was crazy. And so, you know how you go through something, your adrenaline's pumping, you know, and then when you come back and you sit down and you think about it, I was thinking that probably could have been one of the dumbest things I've ever done in my life right there. It, 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 it's terrifying now when you, when you stop and think about yeah. it, but in the moment you, you're not thinking you're just trying to help somebody, you know? So you know. how can I help this person safely yeah. is the way you need to go about maneuvering that situation. You need to ask yourself, how can I help this person safely 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 well you know what i should have done i should have consulted your mother because your mother is <laughs> you could have called me instead of calling her your mother is one i'd of have the, told you not to do it your mother's one of the wisest people i've ever met in my life she said these words why didn't you just call triple a because if you are if you have a triple a card or a member of AAA, and you pull over and help somebody, then they get towed. Like if somebody needs to be towed or a tire needs to be changed, AAA will do it for free. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, why didn't I just call AAA? But see, man, when you get out there in the moment and that adrenaline takes over and, and, and you you got enough backwoods redneck in you, you want nothing more than to be able to, but Dad, be able to you, sit down and tell the you story. You were sitting down. Thinking about this situation a week and a half ago when they mentioned snow. When you heard the word snow, you thought, man, I just, you started slobbering. You could, I cannot wait to I get out there and wait. pull somebody. Yeah. And, and here's the deal. Go get, pick people up. Take them wherever they need to go if you've got a vehicle that can do that. But you don't get out there in the middle of the snow playing tow truck. But JC, I had a new tow rope. Mama it does not matter. She bought me a new tow rope for Christmas. I had to use it. I, I genuinely, it. it sounds like we're having a conversation that you would have had with me when I was 16 years old. Like it's, it's like you, you're putting your, you put two vehicles that you, one that you, I don't know how much you've paid off on the one you're driving right now, but you paid hunters off. So you paid for that vehicle and you're going to take the other one that you had sitting out in the driveway and you was going to mess them both up, pulling out somebody out of the daggum ice. I'm not gonna let. I'm not gonna sit here and let you dog me. I'm just telling for trying you. Trying to help somebody. I'm just telling I'm you. I didn't you say that. that you couldn't did, help. Did you not help hear, safely? Did you not help hear, safely? Did you not hear what I said? Help safely. I had a new tow rope. I don't care. That does not go underneath <laughs> the 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 category of safely. <laughs> but I had a new tow. It's rope. okay. You take her home. You let her sit there and eat eat some soup and some chili while the the ice melts. And then once it melts. You could you help her get out then if she ain't got no help, but you just that I mean that I mean seriously though I mean it sucks that you are not feeling well because that could have been avoided, Papa T. Yeah, could have been it avoided. Been. It could have been, but it makes for a good story though. It did make for a good story. Hopefully, you'll feel better soon, um, because yeah. So you yeah. know about the pain. I got so. got a little bit of brain fog today because of the because probably because of the muscle relaxer. Well, but. I'll be. 
honest with you. It's been like they put me on muscle relaxers three times a day about a year and a half ago, and I ain't felt foggy one time. Yeah. Well, you know. But so maybe you got some different ones. I don't know. I don't know. And maybe they could have been expired. Yeah. I probably need to look at that. Yeah. Hopefully I'll be able to get off these I'm on in the next few months. We'll see what happens. I'm working real hard to make it happen. We'll see what yeah. happens. Good. But hopefully yours will yours will subside soon, whatever you're whatever you're dealing with from that. What'd you land on? You said you slipped and fell, right? Yeah, I landed on well, when I went down, I went down on my kind of like on my right hip. And uh, it it my hip's not bothering me at all, which is unusual because I usually my my right hip has been giving me some trouble, but it's my it's my lower back. It just it's it's probably just a pull muscle or something. Yeah. You know, it'll it, it'll be all right in a few days probably. Well, so much excitement. So much is, I mean, it could have been so much worse too. Thank God it wasn't. I mean, you know. I want to give a shout out to um, my wife Catherine's Jeep Cher- Cherokee because normally. I don't feel like I have enough room. I'm not like a massive dude, but I ain't a little dude either. I put on a few pounds this year, you know, and I don't love riding in in, in that vehicle. I, I just feel like that – I feel like I almost have more room in my Nissan Altima where I'm sitting in that driver's seat than I do in the Jeep yeah. Jeep Cherokee. Yeah. The, but the Jeep Cherokee is definitely nicer, no doubt. It's a newer vehicle. Um, but we took it out. We She had to go to work several times um in the snow and of course we came over here that one day and um so we we spent some time driving on the snow and the ice and that thing honestly handled so well and i yeah yeah like i i was so thoroughly impressed with that vehicle in this situation that i was like man i think i might stop complaining about how small it's an all-wheel drive isn't it yeah hers is four-wheel drive which was no, there's a changer. difference. Is it all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive? I don't know. I, I didn't know there was a difference. Drive. I didn't know there was a difference, honestly. I think I'm right about that. But I'll tell you one thing. The F-150, it did its job yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. We got the lady out and got her on the road, man. She was, uh, you know, we left her sitting on the side of the road, and then we came back, and then we, when we left, she was gone. So I guess she found enough traction she could get where she needed to go. Real sweet lady. She was delivering Amazon packages, so it was really important to your mama to get her back on the road. That's crazy. She was an Amazon driver? She was dri- She had Amazon packages in her car, so we're assuming that she was delivering for Amazon. <laughs> she could have she bought them at her house or bought them, and she could have been going to see a friend. I mean, uh, I don't know what she was doing. She was in a personal car. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she was delivering Amazon. They don't. They have the trucks. Yeah, but I got to give a shout out to Titus, man. He was cool. That's cool. I'm yeah. glad y'all made some friends. Yeah, we made we made new friends. We got to see some old neighbors and that that you know and got to talk to neighbors. We ain't get we you know that I throw my hand up when I drive past their house all the time. You know, Gordon and his wife right down here on the corner. Sweetest people in the world. I throw my hand up at them, but that's the first time I heard Gordon's voice in probably three or four years. That's you know? funny. So, uh, yeah, it's it, you know it's fun to get out and do stuff like that. But yeah, you probably do need to, you know, really not let the redneck take over in you, because that uh, that's exactly what happened. My, I am my, by no means not. I want to reiterate here that I'm not saying don't be a helpful person and help people. I by no means am saying that. I want you to help people if they're in a tough situation, right? I would hope that I would be the kind of person every time that would do that, right? But safely, 
is the word that you have to throw in there. Well, and I'm, you've got and in that situation, very little is is safe. Well, I'm gonna blame some of this on you. Me? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna blame some of this on <laughs> okay. you. Okay. Right. Oh yeah. So, How are you gonna so, do that? Some of this is your fault. Explain. Okay. I, it's it's quite simple. Had you not used my tow rope and pulled the deer out of the woods and gotten blood all over my tow ropes in my in my truck. And Mama bought me a new tow rope for Christmas. Had I not had the new tow rope, still in, dude, it was still rolled up in the package with the white paper on top of it that showed you how to use it. And that thing has been staring at me. Every time I'd open that back door on that truck, that new tow rope was laying right there. And it's like, it's like, use me. Use me for good. Take me out and do the Lord's work with me. That tow rope was speaking to me. So had I not gotten the new tow rope, had you not got blood on my tow ropes and mama had to buy me a new tow rope rather than clean the ones up or make me use the nasty ones that y'all got deer blood all over, then then none of this would have happened. So it's really your fault. It's not my fault. It's your fault. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> but that's a good that's a good stretch. That's a way better stretch dude, than I thought you was going to get. Dude, let me tell you, I, I put a lot of thought into that. I'm glad you did. I put a lot of thought into that. So we did use those straps, but... It's because Mama Donna got her first deer. Got her first deer. Yes, sir. How yes, exciting sir. is that? Uh, it, it it disgusts me, but uh, disgust you. Yeah, I just the thought of you know my beautiful, lovely, ladylike wife out there, you know, shooting deer and then having to gut them and clean them and. Then come home. She with, didn't gut one single one of them. I gutted every one of them. Oh, well, whatever. She had to run and go get some coolers because here's the deal. Mama Donna and I met at my grandmother's, and uh, we started getting all of our gear out, and we were running a little late. And uh, <clears throat> as soon as I got in the we, – we, we actually decided to hunt for these deer from the barn that we had built. For, for Papa before he died, right, right? Right, His building. His building. Now, it's full of junk, but there's a there's a window in the back that you can get to and sit and see the whole back field. Um, and so I said, Mom, I think we could probably just, instead of us, because I wanted to be with her when she shot what she shot. We've, right. been, we've hunted down there a lot this year, and she's hunted in different stands and hadn't seen anything every time. Right. And I've never been able to be with her, and that's always been – like I just I wanted to get to see it. Like I wanted to be a part of the excitement instead of just like her calling me and saying, "Hey, I just got one," you know. And so I said, "You know, I think instead of us trying to me go and spending a hundred and fifty bucks on a blind that's barely big enough for us to sit in and sit in comfortably, I was like, we might ought to just try to shoot a deer from that that barn." So one, the last evening she sat in a stand, I sat in the barn and watched, and there was like six deer that walked across it. And I was like, they were all does. And I was like, uh, hot dang. I was so right. This is this is the hot spot, and uh, this is where we're coming. So that's where we met. We got there that morning. We were running a little late. And uh, I said, let's get everything inside. Well, we had one another reason we decided we wanted to hunt from the barn was because we knew we could bring our heaters. See, that's not real deer hunting. Dude, it is absolutely it's still not, rear it, to That's cheating. It's not cheating. If you're sitting in a barn with a heater, 
That's not real deer Dude, hunting. You're, you're supposed not, to be out there freezing First the of all, you're not even letting me finish the story, okay? We didn't even turn the heaters on, all right? But we did bring heaters, and that was the intent. And, uh, you know, I see some some of these deer hunters on TikTok. They'll, they'll post their, their setup that they have on their farm, and they'll have like a – uh, basically like a really nice awesome tree like this one guy has his two daughters like young daughters playing in the floor with their toys oh i've seen that one and he's yeah. got like this basically like a office yeah. up there yeah um where he can hunt i'm not mad at that at all i mean that dude like you're just out there providing for your family and like work smarter not harder that's my like I, that's I, I agree with that because I mean ultimately if I go shoot a, a big rack that that's going to definitely pump me up but y'all don't I'm telling you I get so pumped up about cooking this stuff speaking of which we got some out on the smoker right now we might talk a little bit about that later but I love cooking this stuff so it really does fire me up um and so anyways we get to the the garage we're getting our gear inside mom goes straight for the heaters. And she's trying to figure out where to plug up the heaters. And I say, Mom, put the heaters down right now. And you get your gun, and you sit over there beside that window. You get that window pulled up, get everything ready. I said, those deer are probably walking through the field right now. Mm-hmm. I was like, that sun's about to crack. We're about to start seeing a little bit of light. Get over there and get ready. She goes, okay, okay, okay. I said, I'll get the heaters set up. She goes and she sits over by the window. You got to kind of sit like a a pad on the ground so you can sit your knees on the ground because it's just concrete in there. So we had a a pad on the ground for that. We put a little, little, uh, it was some kind of cloth, maybe an old T-shirt or something. We rested on some old tin that was leaned up against the barn. Yeah. Yeah. And like just close enough to the window to like where that was what we could rest the gun on. So we laid that there to keep it quiet. I told her, I said, all right, you get get that gun up there and put your eye up there next to that scope and get yourself ready and just pretend like you see deer at certain places. Be and ready. Just, yeah, I said, just get ready and, like, pretend like you're looking at a deer and think about shooting it, you know, mm-hmm. just, like, get yourself ready for that moment. She goes, okay, cool. So she's down on her knees looking through the, the gun, like, excuse me, looking through the scope and right straight out in the field. And I turn around to walk back towards through all the chaos that is in that barn. And uh, I'm grabbing whatever gear I felt like I needed to grab next. And then I was about leaning down to pick up one of them heaters to plug it in. And I hear, Jesse, there's some right there in the field. And I said, I told you. And so I turned around. I ran right back over there with her. And there were there were what we could see. At least we saw two at first, but we might have been able to see three at at first, but we, I know I was looking at the two, there were two big ones that had walked just, I mean, right out in front of us, like no more than like 50 yards away. And, um, I mean, I'm pumped because it's like perfect placement for it to be a nice, easy shot for mom. Right. Right. And so, uh, we get that there's, I mean, the closest one to us is a real, real fat mama. And uh, she took probably about a minute and a half to to turn broadside so we could see her sideways, right? She was just straight on for, like I said, about a minute and a half. So we're both, dude, I'm just as jacked as mom is in this situation. I'm Both our hearts are just sitting there pumping, right? And uh, I ask her, I say, can you, she, she's sideways now. Do you have a good shot on her? 
And she said, yeah, I think I do. I said, okay, pull the trigger. So she pulls the trigger. Boom. The deer takes off running. And she runs out of our line of sight. Right. We can't see her. That other big fat doe is still standing there. She didn't move. Didn't move. She didn't move. She's like, what's going on here? And I said, Mom, I, I was like, did you hit it? And she goes, I don't know. And I was like, I, I saw that first doe kick her, her like her legs up real high. Yeah. And I, I've seen a couple deer that I've had real good shots on do the exact same thing. Right. So I was like, dude, that, I'm pretty sure she got it. But I was in the, in the moment, I was like, if she didn't get it, if she didn't get a good shot, it'd be nice that she got something. Go ahead and take out the other one. Yeah. I said, go ahead and shoot it if you can shoot it. So she gets her sight on it. Boom. That deer takes off running out of our line of sight. So you don't know if you, we really don't know if you, if at this shot point, one mom thinks she didn't hit either of them. Yeah. Right. And I was like, did you get it? And this, this one, I didn't, I, I guess maybe I wasn't as confident on, but I was like, dude, she got something. She got something. There's no way she missed both of those shots. We, we shot with her out there earlier in the year. I know that she can shoot that exact gun. She shot that exact gun. She knows it. And your mama's a good shot. Yeah, dude. And I was like, I was like, I know she hit something, but I was like, let's, let's go, let's go check them out. And so like, I'm running out the door of the barn and she goes, Jesse, there's a third one back there. And in you the field. just couldn't help yourself. <laughs> I just couldn't help myself. Just couldn't and help she yourself. said, she said, there's a third one back there in the field. I said, no way. And so I run over there and I grab the gun and I get down on my knee and I toss it up there and boom. So you killed there went number three. You killed three does that day. Three does that day. It was pretty crazy. Cause so we ran out, we ran out, and I was like, like the one that I shot fell straight over. And um so I knew we were good there, right? And uh I went and I found it was it it landed pretty close to where her second deer that she shot landed. So I was able to see that deer from from where I was with the deer that I shot. And then I, I wanted her to, like, get the opportunity to kind of, like, not know where one was and, like, get to walk up on it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Instead of, like, doing that for her and dragging her down there. And, like, I kind of wanted her to get that, like, surprise moment. Yeah. And so um, I hadn't found that first one that she shot. And I was like, I'm going to have to go find it. That can be a surprise for both of us. And I'll just pretend like I didn't see that other one over there. Right. And so uh, I hiked through them for a second, but it, 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 it was just cause I went in at a, at a weird spot. Um, it really wasn't that far inside the woods from the field, from where we shot it. It just, I, I went in at a weird way. It took me a second to get to it. But when I found it, I, I, I can't remember. I feel like maybe I did say, you know, it's down here. Come on. And then I let her find the second one herself after I had already found it. But man, the funniest thing, the funniest thing, because it's, it, I like hunting is not for the faint of heart. Let's nope. just say this. And I've it's, got a faint heart. It's not for the faint of heart. And like, it's never like, there's always a part of me that's like a little, a little bummed that I killed something. Right. But I'm killing it for a reason. I'm killing it to eat it. Right. And like, and I genuinely genuinely enjoy it and i didn't know if i would but i do now regardless i i there's always a moment of it that's like that's sad for me 
right? And and I think that that makes me a lot more thankful for the food that I'm eating. Yeah. And and I think that I thank God a lot more for it when I've had that. When you got when I've had har- that moment. When you harvest it yourself. But yeah. and you care about it, and you're like you're you are sad that you had to like sacrifice an animal's life for you know y- y- yourself to to thrive, right? Right. And so there's always that moment, and I think every, you know, I don't know if a lot of hunters talk about that, but um, I feel like everybody kind of experiences that a little bit, especially for their first deer, right? And right. so mom, I think, was kind of ex- experiencing a little bit of that. and But the what she said made me laugh so hard that I just have to say it. So we get done, and we, she, she walks down to this deer, the first deer that she had shot. <laughs> And she's like excited, but like nervous. The deer is gonna like still be moving and all that stuff, right? Right. Because sometimes there might be like a little twitch or something like that, right? And she gets down to the deer, and I say, "Get on down there and let's get a picture. We gotta send this to Dad. He's gonna be freaking pumped." And so she gets down, and she like we're kind of on a hill, so it's kind of hard for her to like really get behind him, behind her good. But she finally does, and then she reaches down to, like, pick up the head, and she, like, puts her, like, barely pinches the ear and goes, you okay, dear? <laughs> <laughs> and when she said that, I said, Mom, you just took a three oh eight and blew a hole the size of a baseball out the back of the, that doe. I said, there ain't nothing okay about that deer. <laughs> said, that deer's in deer heaven Yeah, now. I was like, it's dead as a doornail, and it's not okay. It's not okay. But regardless, um, we had a great time getting taking those pictures and getting to do that together. That was a lot of fun. And I think as you guys get to eat that deer throughout the rest of this year, I think that she's going to uh, really, really enjoy that. Um, and I'm looking forward to getting to be a part of that as well. I will say this. Earlier, or last year, my cousin Tim, Tim Gore, taught me how to, to process the deer mm-hmm. from start to finish, right? Right, right. And uh, so I wanted to be able to do that this year, and I wanted to get as much practice in that as I could. But I didn't know how much work three practice yeah, three, would be. Three, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I said that right, but I don't, I don't know if – I don't know if I knew how much practice three deer would be. And in the middle, in the middle of all this, your mama came down with COVID. Well, not in the middle of that day, but she she got sick later, so yeah. she was unable to help me deal with those deer. But really, in all in all reality, what I should have done is just done one or two, and then took one to. There's a couple of processors around here that I've been interested in trying. But I've also, um, I really love the thought of doing all of it myself, as right. much as much of it myself as I can. Um, but like if I ever a situation, like I will say this, I don't think I will ever put myself in a situation where I've got three deer. To yeah, process. at least, at least, yeah. yeah, at least if it's just like me and mom or something, you know, if it's like me and another grown man that can, that yeah. can go at processing them too, then that might be a d- little different story. But, um, what we should have done is taken uh, maybe one of them and donated it or, um, at least had, had a couple of them processed and then me just process one, so, which is what I would have done because at that point I'd already processed one, two, three, 
I had processed three deer by myself. I mean, mom helped me with some of those, and Catherine absolutely helped me as well. So don't let me forget that. Um, but at that point, yeah, I'd already I'd already done three, and and then I had the other three, and yeah, that just All ended. Right. So on this so day much. that we we're in the day we're talking about the, that that y'all shot these three deer. Your mama left the house that morning about four thirty, because she woke me up and told yeah. me she was leaving. Okay. Yeah. All right. She didn't get home that night till after midnight. And when she came in, I was already in bed, and she came in. She said, "Hey, I'm getting a shower, and then I'm coming to bed." And I said, "That's probably a good idea because I've seen pictures of what you've been doing, and you're probably really, really, really nasty right now." <laughs> And she said, yeah, I'm pretty gross. I said, yeah. I said, uh, don't touch me. Go go get a shower and get rid of the, get do something with those clothes because if I get a whiff of that deer, I'm puking. So, you know, I'm pulling the covers back up over my head and going to sleep. Good I will night. Say, God bless you. There's some stout smells that come with deer there, hunting. Uh, yeah. There's and, some, st- I was not prepared for that at, in the beginning. And that, I mean, that's why I say it's like, it is not for the faint of heart, dude. Dude, I used to, I, heart. you know, we used to kill hogs. We used to kill cows and stuff when I was growing up. And yeah, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of smell involved. And if I ever got a whiff of it, I, it, it, it took everything I could to keep my, keep my lunch down. It well, was all, gross. I mean, like ultimately maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like before supermarkets came along, everybody kind of had to. Oh, that's all. Yeah, I mean that that was it. You know, right. I mean we when I was a kid, of course there were supermarkets you could go buy. You know, you could go buy meat and stuff like that. But there were still a lot of farmers around at the time out in Fairview, and so a lot of people, a lot of people killed their own. They they would take it to a processing place, and let the let the processor cut everything up and grind the meat and all that. But you know, as far as you know, the actual killing of the of the animal, we did that. And then we would take it to the processor and let them process it. But yeah, um, and you know, a lot of fond memories doing that. That was you know we we'd have big get get-togethers. It'd be you know seven eight people there. You know men, we'd build fires so everybody could keep warm. Um, you know we'd scald our own hogs. Um, we'd skin them. You know scrape them all that stuff, and then we'd throw them back a truck and take them to a processor. You know, and it was kind of. As a kid, it was kind of fun, you know. I don't know how much I would enjoy it now, but at the at the time, it was it was kind of fun. Got to hang out with my grandpas and you know uncles and cousins and everything. Everybody came around, you know. They were everybody would want to pitch in, try to help because they all wanted some of the, some of the meat, you know. I just barely remember my granddaddy having a smokehouse and he he hung his own uh, hams up in the smokehouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was probably. I don't know, nine or ten years old when he stopped doing that. But uh, yeah, a lot of fond memories doing things like that. Um, and I'm glad y'all had that experience. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. Oh, dude, you! I will never get over how excited Mom looked when she saw them deer, and she turned around and looked at me. I will never forget that, ever, because she was so pumped. I mean, she'd been out there, her and sweet Catherine. I feel so bad. She she went several times and unfortunately didn't see a thing which i hunted several i mean i hunted a lot this year because i was able to and i wasn't able to play guitar so yeah i was like i'm just gonna go i mean i was it's just been a lot of having to play left-handed yeah ended up in the woods a lot this yeah. year 
Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, there were a lot of days when I didn't see deer. And um, she had to spend a few of those days this year. I'm hoping very badly that next year. Do you hear that too? What is that noise? I have no idea. I don't know what that was, but I'm sure glad you and your mama had that experience. I know that I know that was I know that was exciting for 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 her because she immediately started sending me pictures of the deer. I was at work, she was sending me pictures of the deer, and I was sitting there thinking, "Oh, thank God, she finally killed a deer. Maybe she's got it out of her system." But I really don't think she does. I think she's going to be out there hunting again next year, you know. And so we're going to go through all this crap again, you know, of her coming home with deer blood all over, you know. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's nothing sexy about a woman coming in with deer blood all over. I'm sorry. I don't, I, you I don't know. know. I figure there might yeah. be some fellas out there that might ar- argue different. Oh, I'm you. sure there's some weirdos out there that don't have any <laughs> tow rope that should be out pulling people out of the ditch. They probably do think that's a, you know, that's a, 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 a good look on a woman. But I, for one, th- like rouge and lipstick. I prefer rouge, lipstick, and her hair, big 80s hair. So, you know, that's what I like. Oh, and, and by the way, that's not you and your mama spent a ton of time together. Tell them about the trip up to Michigan. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, man. You talk about there is, dude, if if I had to go through what y'all went through to get to Michigan, I would have lost my freaking mind. I don't know how y'all did what you did. So I'm just going to let you tell tell about the trip up to Michigan and sitting in traffic. Yeah, it was bad. So uh, me and my buddy David Evans got to go play a little music up at uh, 20 Front Street, and then we did the classic Christmas party at Barry Brock's house um, that I've gotten the fortune to play many a times over the years. But we had to go through Kentucky, and there was a wreck. And I don't remember exactly where in Kentucky, but it wasn't – I mean, I feel like it was not too far after we passed Bowling Green. And uh, it you it was a horse cave. Okay, horse yeah. cave, it, Kentucky. It wasn't too. It was yeah. So it was there. We run right into just stopped traffic, not moving anywhere. And and I'm like, man, I I hate this. I I wish we would have stopped back in Bowling Green to get some dinner. I was kind of hungry. Put the thing in park, and we sat there till. I may be wrong, but it was something like 2.30 a.m. in the morning. So how many hours did y'all sit there? I don't know. I think it was like eight, maybe. I, I can't remember. I think it was eight I hours. think mom, mom counted it up and all of that. She could she could tell us the exact number, but it was somewhere in the neighborhood. Because mom was riding with, with Dave and I. Yeah. Um, and uh, which, huge shout out to her. She helped us run some merch and was just there as a um, – awesome team player the whole time hanging out with us so we're glad she got to go with us but she and dave and i both were very upset that we sat there for about eight hours and uh here's here's what gets crazy so there was nothing moving and then all of the sudden like i said at like 2 two fifteen, let's say two thirty, something like that in the morning yeah one of the cars to the right of us just starts to slowly move a little bit. Yeah. Just like a little bit. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're finally moving. This right. is insane. Right. So I, like, I like get my car in gear, and I look, and, like, as as that car continues to move, I'm like, it doesn't look like anybody's, like, following right behind him. Like, I can get over and go behind him, too. 
because it didn't look like the semi truck that was in. I mean, we were right behind a semi truck that right. was in front of us. He wasn't going anywhere, and so I got got over in that lane, followed behind this person. There was like I don't know how to describe it outside of there were semi trucks scattered for the following four hundred yards. Right. Okay. And so all of the semi trucks in that certain area that had just stopped and had to put their their brakes on to let them clean the wreck. Right. They just stopped and fell asleep. They crawled back. There was a wall of semi trucks in front of us that you had to like Tetris weave yourself out through. And so that's what we did. We Tetris weaved ourselves out right behind that car. And then there was it was clean as a day. It didn't even look like there was a wreck. So all the truckers parked and they saw that it was going to be a while because the state troopers had told them, you know, it's going to be three or four hours. They crawled back in their cabs, in their beds. Fell asleep. And fell asleep. And they were asleep. So the, the road had been cleared. Nobody came and got it. Nobody told came us back nothing. and told you anything. You know, because your mama said that the trucks coming on the southbound lanes were flashing their lights and blowing their horns, trying to wake the truckers up that were in your northbound lane. Yep. So that they could get back on the road. Yep. So there's no telling how long y'all sat there and had and could have gotten out had the that, truckers been oh, awake. You don't know how Oh, I was I was having some anger problems there for I about, bet about you were. I'd probably I'd say about thirteen minutes. <laughs> about thirteen minutes of of man, I wanted to go back there and slash some trucker tires. Like but, I was that ticked off, dude. You know, I've got this app on my phone where I can track your mama. You know, as long as she's got her phone on, I can track her. And so I, but you know, it sometimes when you pull this app up, it it shows like for example, I looked at it and it was around say eight o'clock, eight thirty, something like that, and it showed her stopped in the middle of I sixty five at Horse Cave, Kentucky, and and it wasn't moving. And I thought, well, I'll check it again here in about thirty minutes. You know. So about 30, 45 minutes later, I checked it, same location. Yeah. And it said live. And I thought, well, I need to I need to call and check it. So I called and I got her on the phone. I said, hey, what's going on? Oh, we're sitting in traffic. There's been a wreck on the interstate. We're, you know, we're going to be here. They said it'd probably take a couple hours to get it cleared up. And I'm like, okay, you know. So I, I stayed up till about 1 o'clock. And so finally I texted her and I said, are y'all still, are y'all still in the same location? She said, yeah, we hadn't moved. And I said, okay. So I stayed up. As, I mean, I, I dozed off downstairs because I wanted to make sure y'all were getting back up on the road. I'm thinking, you know, I may have to drive to Horse Cave tonight to get them, you know, pick them up something and take them some food or get them to a port of john or something. You know, I didn't know what was going to happen, you know. But finally, uh, you know, when I woke back up, it was around 2.30, and y'all were back on the road, I could see. So you ended up staying at David Evans' parents' house that night. That's right. And they uh, they treated you like royalty, as usual. Good They're folks. such sweet people, such sweet people. I've That's actually been some – that's something that we've had to do several times over the years is what I was trying I know to say, and they're stay. always kind enough to let us pop in and stay, and Dave obviously loves getting to pop in and see them for a minute. And so I know we stopped on the way back from Michigan one time, and, and uh, David's mother fixed lunch for us. And that's right. Man, it was – Oh, I forgot you guys were there that one oh, time. Oh, that table was groaning. It had so much food on it. And we eat like – Kings. 
That's so fun. And they're so sweet. They're so sweet. So such nice people. Uh, I I I think I think a lot of them. And uh, you're right. They, you know, they, uh, you know, I'm sure y'all got treated just as good as anybody could. And then went on up and played your show at Twenty Front Street. We that did. Night. Of course, we kind of felt bad because we like got there super late, so they did. They weren't up when we got there. Yeah. And then uh, when we got up, we slept pretty much as late as we could before we had to leave to get at. 220 Front Street is basically as late as we could possibly get there. Yeah. Um, ended up having a little extra time and was able to go to Barry's first. But, yeah, we rolled up into 20 Front Street and got to play an awesome show that evening. It was a good show. Um, Your mama sent me a lot of the clips. Packed house. Yeah. And it was an unbelievable evening that I am – just so glad that I got to be there for. I hated not being there for that show. I really, really hated not to get to see that show. But I would have really, really, really hated to have sat in traffic for eight hours. I think I would have died. I just had to get out on the side of the interstate and go to the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I got that old man's disease. Now. Man, I'm telling you, I don't know how we, we did that, but none of us, we were all able to hold it till we got to the bathroom. But I will say, um, yeah, because of everything that I've been dealing with over the last <clears throat> couple of years, I've not been able to go like get out and play shows. I'm just in I haven't been able to play right-handed up until the beginning of December. Like actually yeah. I guess mid-November I started playing around with it this last year because I knew I had to go play this show at 20 Front Street and Berries and I and I was planning on buying a left-handed guitar with a pickup in it. Because I have two left-handed guitars, one doesn't have a pickup in it, one has a pickup in it that doesn't work. Yeah. Um. So, I was in a predicament of being. <laughs> that's such a lame place to be, <laughs> which I've been in it several times over the years. <laughs> you need a guitar that and what everything you got don't work. Um. But regardless, um, I came to the conclusion that I was not going to be able to afford buying a decent left-handed guitar with a pickup in it. Um, without it just being like a ridiculous price, because left-handed guitars are really hard to find. Yeah, it's not they're just super uncommon, and um, so I knew I wasn't going to be able to do that. And kind of just in my head was like, I'm only going to be able to play piano, and 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 then I guess I'll probably have to play. We were playing a few hours at Barry's party um, that following night. And so I knew I was probably going to have to play some guitar right-handed just to get through the show. I knew I could, like, as in November when I started imagining, like, what am I going to do to get through this show? Yeah. Like, how am I going to do this? Um, I started playing right-handed and, and knew pretty quickly that I had a lot of the muscle that I used to have. Like, I was able to play a lot of my fast rhythm stuff, and I was like, okay, I'm going to be able to make it through this party. Right. Um, but I really just imagined myself being forced to play a lot of piano. Yeah. And um, I fooled around with my guitar upside down some, but like not enough. I didn't think I was able to do that in front of people. But you played really. you played most of the show right handed though, right? That's the thing, dude. I went yeah. down there and I I was like after I'd gotten to practice from like mid November until December, what the thing is, like, anytime I picked up that guitar right-handed from then, and even now, my body is still in the position. Anytime I pick up the guitar and play it right-handed, for however long I play it right-handed, I've got to turn around and pick up and play one left-handed twice as long yeah. to even myself out to pull right. me back over to that side. And I know that sounds insane, 
but that's exactly what's happening. But you sounded you you did you did good. So I ultimately, mean, from mid November until mid January or mid December, when we went to that show, um, I did exactly that. I would play through a couple songs right handed, and then I would sit and I would play left handed for you know thirty or forty five minutes right after, and that was my day. I would just practice a couple songs every day. And then I'd even myself out, and I got my sh- myself ready for the show that way. And like I said, the whole time I imagined I was going to have to be on the piano a lot, but my body was actually able to play all of the songs. I chose to play piano for one of them um, just because Dave wanted to play a piano song too, and we had them set up the piano. But I played all the songs right-handed, and I can't tell you how good it felt to be able to do that again. Yeah. Yeah, You don't know. You just really don't know. Until you've played an instrument for 10 years and made a ridiculous amount of sacrifices to put yourself in a position to where you could make money doing that very thing and then to have it taken away from you. Yeah. And then being at, like spending what has been basically two years not being able to do that at all. Yeah. And uh, just literally a handful of moments in two years. And then that was the first time I've been able to play a show right-handed since I went and played up in Knoxville right after my surgery. Yeah. And, uh, man, I've missed that Martin guitar so much. That was one of my favorite guitars, and I just haven't been able to play it because I've been in so much pain. And it, I, I like am just so thankful that I was able to do that again. And it was... It was awesome. I was not super well, polished it, the, by any means, but the show was the show was fantastic. What what I got to see of it, what the clips your mom sent me, the show was fantastic. Of course, she recorded all of it, and then we watched it on her computer when 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 she got back home. And it, it, it was it was like you said, it was a packed house. You could you could tell you were getting a great response from the crowd. I do want you to tell about there was a veteran that you worked with that came to that show and you played his song uh while he was there tell tell us a little bit about that yes yeah, so there was um that was that was like that was my first opportunity outside of like some creative vets riders rounds at right. the building for veterans that was the first time I've really gotten to take any of the songs that I've written in the last year and a half with creative vets or just in general out into the world to play them for some people. Right. And so I think I played a couple a couple of songs that I've played up there in the past that I knew some people would know and like, but I I, I don't know. Maybe it was just only one and then the rest were all new. But um the majority of them were creative vet songs and it was really cool to get it get a chance to sh- share those in that way um after spending the last year and a half writing so right. many of them. Um, so Gary Darling was the veteran that you're talking about. And, um, Gary and I, it was honestly, it's not that, not that many months ago, man. I'm not, don't quote me on this, but I feel like it was only like two months before the show in Michigan, maybe three months, something like that when we worked together. So I have, I have my list I work off of with my veterans and, and when I get to them on the list, I'll reach out to them and let them know who I am and how I'm involved with the program. 
and invite them to do the songwriting session with me or the guitar lessons, depending on who they are and which list they come off of. And uh, I hit Gary up and told him that we had the opportunity to do a songwriting session if he was interested, and he was absolutely interested. We booked up our session probably the following week, something like that. And um, when we got together, I always... So I work with veterans all over the country, and most of the time it's virtually. And, um, like, they come from all different walks of life yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Like, right. I mean, I absolutely never know who I'm going to get on the on the computer with. Right. And I have to get them to open up to me in some shape, form, or fashion because our goal is to write something that is therapeutic and that will help them therapeutically. And so um, I kind of have to tell them who I am, what I do, and how I got where I got, especially because I'm not a veteran. Right. I'm just a, I'm just a bald-headed civilian that loves playing guitar and writing songs. Right. And so I have to level with, with everybody that I work with. And so I, I basically give them the rundown. I try not to spend more than about 25 minutes, but sometimes, you know, I'm a little long-winded. It stretches on out every once in a while. And uh, I just tell him about myself and how I ended up there. And um, I got done telling him about myself, and he thanked me, which is typically what happens. And um, he said, well, now that you've shared about yourself, I want to share about myself. Right. He, he also said he was like, <clears throat> he was like, wow, we actually have a lot in common, which I, <laughs> I hear that a lot as well, too. Right. And uh, which is, which is kind of cool because I feel like there's this big gap. Um, between, you know, veterans and, and military and then civilian life. And, and ultimately, there's really not as much of a gap. And uh, it's it's just cool to hear people say that back to me because it's a reminder of that. Regardless, he starts sharing his story, which I don't remember how much he told me of his of his youth. But what I do remember is that he, for the first time in his life, had come to Jesus and I don't remember his entire story of that specifically. Right. I can't tell it like he can tell it. But he he was telling me that and basically was like, dude, I, I feel like I'm brand new. And yeah. he was like, and I and I want to tell everybody. And he was like, I just I feel like everything's different and I'm totally changed. And he just kept saying, I feel like I'm brand new. And I so I immediately wrote brand new down. I always have a little little uh document for us to work off of typically we work off of google docs yeah and uh that way they can see everything i type i can see everything they type and they can watch how i type like formulate my lyrics in a songwriting session um and so i wrote brand new down right off the bat and so he spent several more minutes you know telling me about his story and how he got there and um honestly i was like surprised and like really, oh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Give me a second. It was like, um, I was, I felt inspired. That was one word. That was the first word I thought of, but I also felt another thing. It was like, when I think of it here, I think you'll be like, oh yeah. <laughs> but like, I, maybe, I don't know if guilty is the right word, but like maybe, um, ultimately, he was very adamant about sharing 
his faith mm-hmm. with with people. Yeah. And like I I got baptized when I was 12 years old. And so it's been a long time since I had that um you know that first time feeling, that I experience. guess, right? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I also grew up in the church and like I from what I remember I, I don't know if he did. And so you just you you just become soft to not telling people and talking about it. And I just, yeah, thought a lot about that. And as we wrote and we talked and, like, we discussed, I kind of, like, wanted to be – I wanted to, like – and when you hear it in the second verse, we kind of go into that, that section. I hate that – I'm glad you asked me about it, but I hate that you asked me about it because I don't have, like, a guitar here that I can, like, play it. Yeah, right. Right. Um, but maybe I can I can do a little insert. Um, regardless, the front after we got through the first verse, it was all awesome, and the chorus was awesome. But then there was that that part of me that was like, man, I was like, dude, like I've been I've been a Christian for a long time, but I don't I. It's kind of like what I said at that writers round the other night too when I played it. Like I did not feel brand new when he said that. Yeah. When he was talking to him, talking about himself, feeling brand new, I didn't feel that way, and um, it's kind of like what I said at that round the other night too. Like, I kind of felt like God was telling me in that moment, it don't matter how you feel; that's how I make you. Right, right. And that's <laughs> and and that's uh, and that's uh, that's something that we we do get soft on a lot of times because we uh, we're we're emotional people and we and 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 that emotion our emotions change and there are days i think i think this i think it's this way with any christian i think there are days when you when you do feel closer to the lord and you do feel brand new and then there are days that you feel like man i'm so far away and something happens to to pull you back in and sometimes it's a conversation with somebody uh sometimes it's a you know um a scripture that you read or, 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 you know, if I'm, I'm scrolling through TikTok and you've got somebody on there that says, Hey, it, you know, I, I believe in the providence of God. And I think that you, you pull the, you pull this TikTok up because you need somebody to pray with you right now. And they pray and, and, and you listen to it and you, and you go, that's amazing. That's exactly what I needed to hear. It's so many different things, you know, and I think God uses us a lot of times in ways that, we 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 can't even imagine. Um, the thing is, we have to be in tune with him enough to to capitalize on those opportunities, you know. And uh, yeah, I, I I can I can see exactly where you're coming from. I've been a Christian for a long time as well, and like I said, there are days when I when I feel so close to the Lord, and then other days I'm like I don't even know why the Lord even would give me the time of day, you know. And I'd be willing to bet if you sit down and talk to this guy, he probably feels that way sometime too, you know. But uh, the, the the thing that impressed me the most, uh, first of all, was the song. It's a it's a beautiful song. Maybe there's some way you can work this in at the end or something. Uh, yeah, we'll figure it We'll out. figure that out. But it's a beautiful song. And the fact that that guy drove how far? How far did he? It was like three, three hours, hours. Three hours. Yeah. To come to your show. And uh, he was there. Brought three people with him, too. Dude, you, he was there when you played that song. And you, you had a tough time getting through it, bro. 
the, you had a case of the Uncle Wilburn's come over you pretty heavy. Yeah. But I think that added a lot to it. I mean, I really do. I mean, it, I well, think. Well, it was certainly the one everybody was talking to me about afterwards. I, so. You know, so that song, you know, who knows Who knows what somebody in that crowd was going through that night? That might have been the very thing that they needed to hear to uh, to get them through another day, you know? Or to or them to say, you know what? I don't feel brand new. I need to make some changes in my life so that I do, uh, you know, feel that way again. Or what have you, you know? There's no telling what God's going to do with that song you that you know. and that guy that you that you and 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 he wrote together. Well, ultimately, that in the in the second verse, that's what I was trying to say a minute ago. Was that's where I wanted to kind of get across that there there are going to be moments like that, right? And I'll I'll just say the verse. I'll say the second verse. He's working on my heart every day. I get a fresh start. It feels so good now to see it show. But the devil don't go away, so I turn to God to pray. Down on my knees it's where I go. Well, the devil doesn't go away, but our God is so much stronger than the devil. Yeah. But you like, know. Yeah, the part that that in that in that moment I was like, you know, you, you, I hadn't been on my knees enough, right? Yeah. And so I put that in there, and we put that in there, not just me, but, like, as we're writing this song together, I had to, like, talk through that with him and kind of, like, hit him with where I was coming from. Yeah. You know? Um, Because I didn't feel like he was necessarily feeling that in that moment. Right? Right. That's what I'm trying to say. And so... Um, once we were able to bridge those two things together, I could really, I could really start to see it happening. Um, and then the, I didn't say the first verse, but I'll try to play it in the, in the podcast in some shape, form or fashion. Once I get back home, clicking around on the computer, but the, the bridge says, um, gosh, I don't even know if I can remember it off the top of my head now. That's okay. We can play the song. Like I said, you can play it when it, it can be part of the podcast. That gives yeah. somebody to look forward to. At least, hey, the, at least maybe they'll uh, wait a, until the end. <laughs> you won't turn it off. <laughs> yeah, they won't get tired of. They listening won't get to tired us. of us. <laughs> well, that was a, that was a great experience. Don't let the world keep it from you. If you open up your heart, you can have it too. Yeah, I'm talking brand new. Yeah, yeah, I'll play and, it. And isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful to know? Yeah, that, and I'm just so glad that he came and showed up because ultimately we have the we we can we kind of can go in whatever direction we we whatever whatever direction we need to go is just supposed to be therapeutic for them in whatever yeah. shape form or fashion. I was like, I ain't about to turn this dude's light off. Are you kidding me? Let's yeah. do, let's go and and that's what happened and it's ultimately been a really. So how many times do you think? when you get into these writing sessions, does it become as therapeutic, if not more therapeutic for you after working with these veterans as it does for them? It It's a lot of the time. A lot of the time it happens. Yeah. Where, where you walk away feeling better. Yeah. And they walk away feeling better. And, uh, but you're also getting blessed by that opportunity to, to spend time with them and write these songs as as well. I know 
I know a lot of the songs that I've heard have been therapeutic to me, you know, dealing with anxiety and depression, my, you know, most of my adult life. And I, and I hear some of these songs and I'm like, you know, it, it's a constant reminder. I'm not the only one out there, you know? No. And it's, uh, it's, you know, that's, that's stuff. That stuff's kind of hard to talk about, you know? Well, that one has been a big gift to me because like, I have, I, like I said, I didn't feel brand new then, and I don't feel brand new every single day when I have woke up since I wrote that song. But it has been on my mind a lot, and I feel like it's been a, a big gift to me. And so, well, we yeah. don't, like you said, we don't have to feel brand new. He makes us brand new. That's right. Every day, we mess up, he forgives us. You know, blood of Jesus continues to cleanse us of our sins. And that to me is something that I don't understand. Uh, how somebody could love me so much, and they tell me not to do something, and I do it anyway, and they say, "Just try to do better," and the blood of my son cleanses you of that sin. And uh, I didn't mean to get preachy here, uh, but I, you know, just like in the last. Last verse of that song, you know, if you want it, you can have it too, you know. And so if you don't get anything else out of this podcast today, you know, the stories, the funny stories, the deer hunting stories, me almost destroying two vehicles and and a son yesterday, um, you know, get this, um, you, you can, you can, you can be saved and, uh, reach out to somebody, you know, life is, life is hard enough as it is. It sure does make life a lot easier when you know the Lord and when you know that the Lord is on your side. Uh, that doesn't mean it's always going to be a bed of roses. Uh, Jesus never promised us an easy life, not in this life, but he did promise us an abundant life, and that abundancy comes through knowing that when this life is over, we can go to heaven because of the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross for our sins. And so if you don't get anything else from this today, please take that away with you because that, at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. You know, I've probably, I tried to count up the other day how many funerals that I've had to preach. And I got up to about 35 that I've done in the last probably 25 years. I have never seen a the thing when when we get so caught up in this life about things, four hundred one k's, retirement funds, cars, you know, lifestyles, clothes, things like that, and we think that's what really matters. You know, every one of these these caskets that I followed up the hill to the to their gravesite, all they had was what they came in this world with. It was nothing. And that's the only thing that mattered. The only thing that mattered that day was whether they had Jesus as their Savior. That's all that mattered that day. And that's all that matters every day. You know, I'm a worrier. (coughs) I sit around and worry about things. And sometimes it's just like the Holy Spirit comes up on me and and says, why are you worried? Why, why, Why are you sitting here worrying? You're wasting time. You're wasting valuable time when you could be doing something for somebody. 
you could go both pull somebody out of a ditch with a brand new tow rope right now. But you or are, drive them home or, safely. Or drive them home safely. But you're sitting here wallowing in the mire and worrying over something that I've already got I've already got I've already got it under control. And man, when you when you know that and you feel that, it's just like you can you can actually feel the burdens being lifted off your chest. And it's amazing. God is amazing. So if you don't get anything else out of this podcast today, at least get that. And stay and listen to the song because I guarantee you it's going to bless your life if you'll stop and listen to the song. Even if you fast forward to the end and listen to it or wherever you put it, stop and listen, take time and listen to that song. Nice. I think it I think this may be a good place to stop. There's one more story that I want to tell you though. Oh, okay. I was listening back through our podcasts from the early days of the okay. Bald Headed Country Boy podcast. Okay. And uh it, I was just doing it to you know give myself ideas of how we can maybe be better at doing this. Right. And um <clears throat> There was one part where we were talking about Charlie Daniels and uh, how much we appreciated him and how much he, like, I think you said something like, I feel like Charlie Daniels carried the cross of Jesus with him everywhere he went. Like mm-hmm. he, he was always talking about Jesus. And so mm-hmm. we were talking about that, and I said something like, be, be more like Charlie, and you laughed. And then I said something stupid like, and if you can't, be a bald-headed country boy. And the reason I said that was because ultimately I'm trying to sell some T-shirts, mm-hmm. right? And so that was the funny thing that came to my mind. But as I was listening back through it, um, and then also you said after that you were like, you were like, be you. And so me and you went on back and forth on this like little little argument of be you or be a bald-headed country boy. You don't have to be a bald-headed country boy. You can, it was just, it was weird, right? And as I was listening back through it, I was like, that was kind of weird, and I was kind of like laughing about it, thinking about it, and I kind of felt like, I kind of felt like God was tapping me on the shoulder, and He was saying, "Yo, you fools, we don't need a bunch of people out here trying to act like you and your daddy, <laughs> because if we did, and there'd be so so many messes." And then I kind of felt like Charlie tapped me on the shoulder, and he was like, we don't need a bunch of people out there acting like me either. Yeah, that's true, too. And then I kind of felt like the message that I was getting this morning is be like Jesus. Yeah. Because I was thinking about it this morning, and and I was like, that that that's just what came across my mind. And I'm not saying that I am like Jesus all the time, but that's what we, that's what we need to push for, right? Oh, we need to strive. We need to strive to be more like him every day. Except, definitely not. I'm definitely not like Jesus all the time, but that that is that's that's what it's all about. Pushing to try to be like that. Don't be like don't be like Charlie. Don't be like a bald headed country boy. Try to be like Jesus. That's right. And I like I said, I feel like I feel like Charlie was tapping me on the shoulder and saying, That's right. He was right there with him. We miss Charlie. Yeah. But that was what I wanted to say to you before we wrapped things up. It has been an awesome day getting to talk to you and i'm really glad that we're getting we got to do this some last year and that we're starting off the year doing it the way that we have and i'm looking forward to the next few and hopefully maybe even 
if the schedules aren't crazy, maybe we can slide a couple extras in that we don't even already have. We'll see what happens. But I'm really looking forward to it because um, even though we sit up here and we mumble through stuff sometimes, man, I'm really glad that we get to do this because ultimately we get to hang out in family time and stuff and in passing, but like we don't get to have long conversations like this. Yeah. And so I'm really glad that we get, we get the opportunity to do this. We started doing it. And then I also do have the opportunity to listen back to how goofy we sound. Yeah. Well, later on in life, it is what it is. I'm probably going to listen back every single time and be like, I wish I didn't say that. That sounded stupid, (laughs) but man, when you are gone, I'm going to be really glad we were able to do all of these, and I think that the rest of our family is going to be really glad that I was that I was so adamant about doing this because believe it or not, y'all, Papa T fought me on it for a while. Yeah, I just didn't. Th- I just didn't. You know, I just couldn't get into it. I just. Um, I didn't think it. Uh, I, I. I can't. I still can't believe y'all that that people listen to us. You know, but. They do, and uh, we're very thankful for y'all, and we love it when y'all come up to us and say something to us about it. It just, I mean, it just fires me up when somebody says, "Hey, I I listened to your last podcast, uh, and I and I got something out of this, or I enjoyed that story you told about your dad, or I, you know, it just, uh, it it's been the people that have come to me and said stuff that's inspired me to to continue to do this. Uh, because I just didn't think that, you know, I'm, I'm, I've, I've told these old stories my entire life. You know, I've, I, who wants to hear these dumb stories, but evidently there's people out there that like to hear me talk. I don't know. You know? So, well, I did. So well, I appreciate there that. you go. I, I appreciate that. And I get, I'm glad that we have this because as, like I said, as I was, as I was listening back to those ones that we did in the last two years, I already know how much I'm going to appreciate it. So I love you. I love Thank you, you too, for buddy. doing these with me, and I'm looking forward to getting to do several more with you this year. Um, guys, thank you all for listening to this ramble, and uh, we love you all. And if you like listening to original music, you know you can go find me anywhere you buy or stream music. And then if you want to buy a bald-headed country boy shirt, you can find that on my website, jessewaynetaylor.com. And Creative Vets, go spend some of their, spend some of their Heck songs. Heck yeah, dude. Spend the Creative Vets songs. And if you know any veterans that are interested in being involved in the program, all they have to do is get on creativevets.org and click apply. They apply, and then our um, veteran coordinator will get them sifted out into whatever program um, that they are applicable for it's a great program it sure is get involved with it that's right well dad i love you love you too thanks again for doing this with me today and y'all have a good and we'll see you thought i was alive but that was just a lie i had never felt so far gone couldn't help but stay in trouble Always shooting double I never could find my way back home Till Jesus came into my life No, nothing's been the same Ever since that night I'm brand new I got a clean slate Took all my burdens and I gave them away I'm brand new and I'm gonna shout it Doing kingdom work and I'm all about it I'm dead to my old self, you know it's true
Lord, I'm talking brand new. Brand new. He's working on my heart. Every day I get a fresh start. It feels so good now to see it show. But the devil don't go away. So I turn to God to pray. Down on my knees is where I go. I'm talking brand new. I got a clean slate, took all my burdens and I gave them away. I'm brand new and I'm gonna shout it. Doing kingdom work and I'm all about it. I'm dead to my old self, you know it's true. Lord, I'm talking brand new. Brand new. Don't let the world keep it from you. If you open up your heart, you can have it too. Lord, I'm talking brand new. I got a clean slate, took all my burdens and I gave them away. I'm brand new and I'm gonna shout it doing kingdom work and I'm all about it I'm dead to my old self you know it's true I said I'm dead to my old self you know it's true Lord I'm talking brand new